What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 75 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. In this episode, we're going to get into a year in review of the More Wrestling's podcast. Uh, this also is going to act as a anniversary episode, as our anniversary of this podcast is January 4th. So in a few short days, we'll have two years of podcasting uh, under More Wrestling. So that's pretty exciting um, to kind of get into it. You know, shout out to the fans that have been with us for the last two years. Many of you are still learning about this podcast and, you know, whether people are sharing it um, on social media and kind of getting the name out there. We'll bring more listeners. So it's uh, it's been great to have, you know, people come up to you and say, you know, I listen to this podcast. So it keeps me doing what I'm doing. Back in February, episode 51, I had Kala Desan on. KD, uh, KD Training Center, hashtag let's win, right? AD actually is down in Yonkers. Uh, he's coached or has coached guys like Zach Ryder, PJ Duke, Max Gallagher, Tyler Ferreira, Chris Crawford, and many others. He also brings in a lot of clinicians to the area. Um, he's got a lot of connections with some Penn State guys, Arizona State guys, NC State guys. So, um, you know, his connections have brought in a lot of guys and uh, had a lot of clinicians come to New York State. So that's been great. Episode 52 with Matt O'Rourke. Matt is with Western New York athletics and does a wrestling roundtable. Um, he brought, brought a lot of knowledge of the landscape of section six and uh, Western New York episode 53 section three talk with section three's fan of it since 98 Jake. Uh, Jake is very knowledgeable guy with a ton of previews and recaps on the CNY wrestling forum. Episode 55 fresh off their MOWs at the New York state tournament, the double champs, Paul Mulhauser, and Carter Bear uh, came on and talked about their, you know, their run in their season, their senior season. Um, you know, they both ended up with another New York State title. Cole is now at Princeton University. He's a starting 174 pounder, just placed seventh, I believe, at the Midlands tournament this week. Carter Bear is at Binghamton University. I believe he's redshirting this year. Um, so it's it's great to see them both uh, excelling as well. But that was a great episode listening to, you know, them talking about their career and how they kind of got to know each other as well. In March, so 57, shortly after the NCAA tournament, I brought on Mike Gray, the head coach of Cornell Wrestling. Coach Gray talked about the change Cornell kind of went through when he took over the head coaching position after Rob Cole left, you know, and, and the new staff that he brought in. In June, episode 58, I brought on Troy Seymour, the Oswego State assistant wrestling coach. Um, I've seen Troy quite a bit over the years. Um, I've known him since we were very little. But, uh, you know, he's been hitting the recruiting trail very hard. And it's shown because they've got a lot of talented freshmen on their team and uh, they've been making an impact already this year. So that's been great to see. Episode 59, Tioga head coach, Chris Harrington. Tioga Tigers are back to back to back New York state champs. Um, you know, the kind of the run that they've gone on in the past three years, and it doesn't look like it's slowing down because they've got a solid team this year as well. Um, is impressive. And coach Harrington talked about how he kind of, got into coaching and, you know, who kind of molded him and, you know, who he looked up to. I know he, he talked a lot about Co Coach Cole being at Cornell. And in July, I had a Heath Macaluso, the New York USA Women's Wrestling Director. He jumped on the mic for episode 60 while he was out in Spain with Sophia as she was competing. Uh, we talked about the rise of women's wrestling in New York, as well as, you know, what New York USA wrestling does out in Fargo uh, as far as the women's go. You know, they have the training camp leading up to competition and uh, it seems to be very successful. 
Episode 61, Fargo recap on the road with Chris Adams, Tyler Ferreira, and Sweaty Lou. This was on episode, this was on Interstate 80. I was in the backseat of the rental car. I pulled the laptop out, pulled the mic out, and we kind of just we winged and uh it's a short episode, pretty low quality, but it was definitely a fun one. Episode 62 in August. I brought on Ryan Morrison of St. John Fisher. Um, Ryan was a guy that I met out in Fargo, as well as Tanner Lepressi. Um, which is episode 63. But so Ryan is this head coach at St. John Fisher. Uh, this was before their first actual season. So we kind of talked about what was being built down in Cardinal country. Um, you know, this year, obviously they've got a great team. I uh, went down there in a visit, which you can find on YouTube, but uh, I really enjoy what Ryan's doing. And he had a lot to offer in that interview. Episode 63 with Connor LaPresse, like I mentioned, Mr. Chicago. Uh, we talked about his move to Virginia and, you know, kind of his philosophies of coaching and, you know, some of his role models growing up as well. Um, that was a really fun in interview. Uh, we could have done that interview in Fargo because him and I talked for hours out there. But, you know, yeah, this was a great one. I really suggest episode 63. Episode 64, catching up with Kyle Windover. Uh, Wendy is a New York native. He jumped back into the sport and started helping coaching at Chatfield, Colorado. Uh, Chatfield's women's team is ranked top 15 in the country. Uh, so that's, it's exciting to see a New York guy, you know, living out in Colorado, kind of jump back into the sport and, and making an impact. On Episode 65 with John Stutzman. John talked about his time at Buffalo and even the, this time at Bloomsburg with the New York guys that he had on his team out there. Um, but he also mentions, he also talks about his season um, as this was in August. So it's his season to come up. In September, episode 66, I brought on Kevin Ward of Army West Point. Kevin talked about his time competing at Oklahoma State and then jumping into coaching. Um, and, you know, where coaching led him actually to Army West Point and kind of episode 67, I brought on David Fontaine of the Unicu University Athletic Director. This was fresh off announcing the addition of men's and women's wrestling to Utica University. So that was uh, probably 24 hours after he announced it, I had him on. So that was fun. Episode 68. International Podcast Day with the Godfather Jason Bryant, or Twink as Pocos and Wrestling folks called him this week. Uh, that was a great one because I went out to on our way out to Fargo this year. We actually stopped at Jason's house and checked out this Pakizi and you know his setup and whatnot. So he's actually a big reason why I got into podcasting two years ago. So episode sixty eight was a fun one. In October, I had on a few more episodes. Episode sixty nine, John Lowe, All American at Cornell University. Um, he talks about his days from Wanta to stepping on the podium at March at the NCAA tournament. Episode 70 was with Sam Recco, Brockport State's new wrestling coach. He talks about his time being a part of a successful program down in Edinburgh and, uh, you know, kind of jumping into coaching. And then, you know, coaching led him back to his home area because he's a Rochester native. Episode 71 was with Carlene Slaberski, the DeUville women's wrestling coach, one of the pioneers of girls wrestling in New York. Um, you know, she's now back coaching, going to be coaching back in Buffalo. So that's, we're great to have her back. In November, I brought on Adam Green, the new head coach of the newly announced Utica men's wrestling program, Adam Green. He talked about having the opportunity to build something great at Utica, which offers a great location to wrestlers in college, kind of bridges that gap. We talked about not many programs of D3 anyways, this part of the state. So that was fun. Uh, like I mentioned, some of the fans uh, down at Windsor this past week, I was able to give out shirts. Um, shout out Coach Hart of Starpoint. 
He listens out in Western New York. Uh, shout out to Casper Stewart and Rex Stewart and Attica. They uh they got shirts. Ryan Ferreira, he got a shirt. Sweaty Lou, he got a shirt. Uh, yeah, felt like Oprah giving out shirts. To everybody, it was great. So, uh, one thing I also wanted to mention was the YouTube page I briefly talked about with St. John Fisher. Um, you know, this year I added a few videos to it, and I'm gonna admit that the videos did get better. Um, over time, uh, the first few videos, the quality probably wasn't the greatest, but I really got into the swing of things. Um, I put a few videos together out in Fargo. Uh, from my Fargo trips. Uh, so that's, those were actually good. The Greco ones, probably my favorite. Um, but then this fall, taking my trips to Alfred State, St. John Fisher, Oswego, and Army West Point. Uh, those videos actually were pretty a big hit. And uh, I know a lot of you have, have viewed them on YouTube. So really want to thank you guys for checking those out. And the last thing I wanted to mention before we break it down is the New York USA Wrestling Triple Crown. On February 18th at Unica University, the New York USA Wrestling presents the first leg of the Triple Crown. The New York USA Wrestling Folk Style State Championships will take place February 18th. And winning this tournament, as well as the Freestyle and Greco State titles, will win you an awesome Triple Crown trophy. Um, the Triple Crown is kind of something that's it's always been a thing, but uh, it, it's never been highlighted. And we kind of want to bring that back this year. And the new trophies that we're going to be giving to the Triple Crown Trophy winners are pretty sweet. So you're, you're not going to want to miss that. Let's now jump into the Windsor Christmas tournament recap. We'll start at 118. Uh, 118 pounds is where the final started at. Uh, Chase Nevels of Copenhagen took out Joey Florence 3-1. to one. Um, Actually, Florence's path was a pretty interesting one. His first match was against Barrientos, Caden Barrientos, the star point. He took him out 9-4. to four. Then he took out State place finisher Jaden Duncanson, 5-0. to zero. And he took out Tamal Gamo in a very exciting match. He got a ex reversal with one or two seconds left on ultimate rideout uh, to win 3-1. to one. And, and during that time, in the other semifinals, actually at 110, uh, Ryan Ferreira just took out Chris Noto in ultimate rideout. So both of those matches were going out in ultimate rideout. So that was exciting. Yeah, but no, Neville's won this weight. Three to one over Florence. Um, a few things to note in the backside. In the blood round, Jacob McVig of Tanoi Falls Lima lost to Jaden Duncanson, nine to one. Uh, Duncanson and McVig are both New York State place finishers. So it's kind of interesting to see um, this way had a guy placed at States last year and failed to place at the Windsor Christmas tournament. Uh, another thing to mention was Caden Barrientos. Like I mentioned, he lost to Florence in the first match. He won one, two, three, four, five matches before losing to Duncanson for third and fourth. So uh, he had his, he's probably our backside warrior. Um, I think he won the most matches in the backside of the whole tournament. So yeah, way to go for him. Up at 126, this weight was all Gianni Silvestri. He had a fall, a fall, a tech fall, and then a fall over Provenzano of Fairport. Um, he was very relentless with that bar in the finals. And, uh, that this weight was all, all Gianni. Moving up to 132, this weight was, I mean, we we definitely favored Tyler Ferreira because he just won the Beast of the East, um, and obviously he he definitely showed it, right? He won by tech fall, he won by fall, won by tech fall in the semis over Spalding, and then he won over Liam Carlin in the finals, pretty convincingly. So, um, yeah, Tyler Ferreira is a beast on a whole different level. But as I mentioned, Liam Carlin of Burnt Hills took second. Down in the backside, Gillings took out Tyler Rowe in the county semis. 
before beating Jackson, maybe of Pennsylvania, three to two. Uh, so yeah, this way was another good one. 138, I'm going to admit, Zach kind of called uh, Manny Gonzalez out a little bit. Um, maybe maybe said that Buttery should be the four seed, but Manny's very tough. Um, he actually told me, he's like, hey, listen to the podcast. Who the heck is that other guy that does podcasts with you? Put some respect on my name. So um, Manny ended up taking third with forfeit over Goss in the third and fourth place match. Um, the finals match was very exciting. It was Caden Bellis. So this is actually a, a battle between the second and third place guys, I believe, at the States last year. Bellis took out Nick Noto, 5-1 to one in the finals. Moving up to 145 pounds, the finals featured two New York State place finishers. Casper Stewart won 3 to nothing over Renzo Montalvo. Montalvo actually had an exciting match in the semis versus Tavian Camper. Moving up to 152, like I mentioned, this kind of weight was all Van Davian way of Governor. Didn't want to throw it out there too much as being one of Van Davian's coaches, but he uh, he seemed to be on a slightly different level than the rest of the field at this weight. 160 pounds, Usman Duncanson won by major decision over Zach Caldwell. Star point, 16 to 7. Caldwell actually had a nice pin over returning New York State place finisher Mason McCombs of Windsor in the semis. Um, I was on the other side of the gym when that happened, but that was an, a, that was an exciting, definitely start point. People got pumped up after that one, rightfully so. Up at 172, our guy, Brady Unger, I believe he listens to the podcast as well. He uh, he won 9-2 to in the finals over Tawanda's Higley. Higley took out New York State place finisher Dominic Weaver of Windsor in the semis. Up at 189 pounds. This actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, I'm going to give a shout out to Shane Davison of Wellsville. Shane Davison lost to Carlson of Manhasset, who took third in New York State play, uh, last year, D1. He lost to Carlson 4-2 to two in the quarterfinals. It was a very exciting weight. Um, very exciting match, actually. I was Matt's eye for that one. Uh, Carlson just had a relentless ride that Davison could not get out of. So uh, Davison actually wrestled back and took third. So uh, shout-out to Davison. He took took out New York State plays finisher Hunter Page in the Concy semis by fall. So great to see uh, Shane Davison of Wellsville, um, you know, kind of bounced back from that quarterfinal loss. Carlson in the finals took out Tawanda's Robinson, 12 to two up at 215 pounds. Sammy Sorensen. Again, uh, we kind of mentioned that he was on a different level. He'd already got a first period fall over Bidwell, who was a New York state place finisher as well. Um, but he's already got a fall over him earlier this year. And, uh, you know, he went out there and, and took it to him in the semis. He kind of put on a show against Caldwell. A star point, 16 to three. Down low, though, in the semis, Bidwell took out Beeman, three to two overtime. We kind of hinted at that match being um, a tight contested match, which ended up, yeah, ended up coming down to the wire. Up at 285 pounds, the Union Endicott's heavyweight backed out, and then Waverly's heavyweight kind of backed out as well, I guess. I don't really know uh, the whole story with those two, but the field kind of looked a little bit different. Um, I think still there's some parity between between the three, um, three or four guys at the top. But, uh, I mean, there was guys that didn't place at this tournament that I probably thought would if they were at a different part of the bracket. Um, but it was ultimately Cameron Beecher of CBA, James Will DeWitt, winning 7-3 to three over Jamison of Marathon. Um, so I guess uh, we'll, we'll eat our own words in this one. Moving back down to 102 pounds, uh, this was another weight that I kind of hinted at, Kellison Naglu of Newfane. That's a three seed sitting at like 16 and 0 or 19 and 0, something like that, coming into the tournament. Um, 
you know, he's tough. He was on the schoolboy team actually that traveled out to Indiana. Um, so he's he's pretty tough. He cruised to the finals where he saw a section six foe. Um, someone that I I feel that he's probably familiar with, Jaron Barrientos, Barrientos, um, Barrientos of Star Point took him out two to one, but I mean, there was a lot of sportsmanship and um, the new thing in Star Point people seemed very close, which I did talk to Coach Lusinski and uh, he said that, you know, they trained together a lot in the off season. So, you know, that's great to see those programs kind of thriving together. Uh, Will Russell, I believe he took fourth last year at the, the county section eight. Um, D1, he lost to Barrientos in the semifinals, but he came back and took third. Uh, somebody to note at this weight was Owen Clark. I believe he wasn't seated, but uh, he came in. He ended up taking fifth. And Maverick Beckwith, he took fourth. Moving up to the grand finale, final weight class. I already mentioned Ryan Ferreira and Chris Noto had a, a solid semifinal match. Um, this came down to ultimate rideouts. Ferreira. Ryan uh, was on top. He rode Noto out. Um, Noto just couldn't, yeah, he couldn't get away. It was a very stingy ride by Ryan, and uh, he ultimately won in rideouts to send him into the finals against Darren Florence. So it was New York State champ in D2, Darren Florence versus New York State finalist in D1, Ryan Ferreira. Uh, Florence came out with a 7-2 win. Um, I believe he had the takedown in a cradle, which kind of opened up the, the gap 5 to nothing. Um, I believe Ryan did score a takedown late in the match, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, I want to give a shout-out to my governor guy. As sitting on the 13, line 13, he took out the, the fourth seed of CBA, James Phil DeWitt. I took him out twice um, in route to taking fourth, losing to Noto for third and fourth. So man, th this weight was tough, right? The guy that took first was a state champ. The guy that took second was a New York State second-place guy. And the guy that took third was – no, no, who took third at New York State D2 last year. So it was a fun wait. And uh, I guess I'm glad that my guy took fourth right behind all three of those guys. Looking at the team scores of the Windsor tournament, we'll go with the top 10 in 10th place out of 39 teams, 39 schools represented rather. Top 10, Windsor was in 10th, in 9th, Burnt Hills, 8th, New Fane, 7th, Saratoga Springs, 6th, Fairport, 5th, Hanoi Falls Lima with 97 and a half. Fourth, Manhasset with 98. Third, Star Point with 107. Second, Tawanda with 111.5. And in first place, Tioga with 166.5. I do also want to give a shout out to Star Point. Uh, Griffin, Gage LaPlante went out to the Powerade tournament, as well as Cam Catcherbone. Cam ended up taking second place. Uh, he had a great tournament, lost in, the, in overtime in the finals. And Gage LaPlante, he took eighth place at the Powerade Tournament. Um, he he knocked off a few top-seeded guys, seventh and eighth seeds, I believe, um, in route to taking eighth. So great tournament for both of those guys. They saw some solid competition. And, you know, shout-out to Coach Hart. As soon as he left Windsor, he was hitting the road, driving to, uh, to Pittsburgh for the second day of the Powerade Tournament and uh, to catch his guys in action. So, yeah, that was a great tournament. Um you know, this kind of wraps up episode 75. Again, it's been a great year. I'll see you guys next year. 2023 is going to be a good year for this podcast. Continue to grow. And uh, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Peace out.